Life Radio. Stories at the intersection of music and life. Hello and welcome to another episode of Music Life Radio. I am your host, Dan Sauter. Today on the podcast, we feature John Montagna, who is a professional bass player based out of Brooklyn, New York. John is currently the house bassist for the Happy Together Tour 25th Anniversary, a classic rock revival show traveling around the country. This is a tour in support of frontmen like Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees, Flo and Eddie of the Turtles, Mark Lindsay of Paul Revere and the Raiders, uh, also supporting acts of uh, Grassroots and the Buckinghams. A little background on John Montagna. He was uh, began playing bass guitar at age 12, heavily influenced by the British rock invasion of bassists such as Paul McCartney, John Entwistle, John Paul Jones, Jack Bruce. He attended uh, New York's famed LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and the Berklee College of Music in Boston. He has logged thousands of road miles touring the world and elsewhere with legendary rockers such as Alan Parsons, Todd Rundgren, and the former Wings guitarist Denny Lane. John has also released four independent solo CDs, showcasing his talents as a composer, multi-instrumentalist, arranger, and producer. We're going to be playing some samples of John's music throughout the episode. John lives in Brooklyn, New York with his wife Jill and their daughter Francesca. So John has provided us some road diaries from this Happy Together tour. Sit back and relax to another episode of Music Life Radio. Enjoy the Road Diaries. It's Tuesday, May 18th, 12.21 p.m., American Airlines flight to Los Angeles. Going to be transferring in Los Angeles for another flight to Santa Barbara, where we're going to begin the Happy Together Tour. And uh, this is a tour that features the Turtles, obviously. Uh, Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees, Rob Grill and the Grassroots, the Buckinghams, and Mark Lindsay from Paul Revere and the Raiders. So we're flying out today. We have a full day of rehearsal with all the artists tomorrow. And then the first show is Thursday at the Chumash Casino Resort in Santa Inez. Thinking a lot of different things, actually. Uh, as I head out on this one this particular leg goes for three weeks and I haven't been out on the road for this long since before my daughter was born two years ago Uh, so it's a new experience for me being away from the family for this long but I think we're going to make it okay because we have Skype for video chatting and um, I think my daughter's young enough that she doesn't really get the sense of like oh my god where's daddy so, I hope so anyway. But on the flip side of that, I'm actually very excited to be doing this tour um, because this music, uh, I don't know what you would call it. I use the phrase 60s AM gold. Sort of like just after the British invasion, but before Hendrix and Cream and the endless psychedelic guitar solos began to take over. I hate to sound like I'm putting that stuff down, because I'm not. I love that stuff, too. I love Cream. I love Hendrix and Zeppelin and everything. But this was still the two- to three-minute AM radio single days. Uh, and this is all before I was born. So if I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, it's because I wasn't around yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my formative years as a player 
when I first started playing bass, playing in bands, that was the stuff that always really got me off more than anything. Um, a lot of the one-hit wonder bands, like the Knickerbockers, uh, Lies, uh, the Easy Beats, Friday on My Mind, uh, Time Won't Let Me by The Outsiders, you know, those were always the bands that I sort of gravitated to the most. Beat music, I think you would call it. You know, two guitars, bass, drums, three minutes, you know, tell your story, get people's foot tapping, and, you know, get out of there. And there was a time, you know, in my 20s and my 30s, as a musician, I felt sort of compelled to expand my horizons musically and get into some different stuff. And, you know, I love Indian music, I love jazz, I love Brazilian music. Um, but as I get older, I'm finding myself returning to the stuff that inspired me the most uh, and that inspired me to play and to pursue this as a full-time career. Because, I mean, let's face it, uh, life is short, man. And if you're going to go through the uh, the hassle, the rigmarole, the mishigas of pursuing a full-time career as a musician, you might as well be playing the stuff that you really dig and the stuff that you really get off on and the stuff that you excel at for whatever reason. And in my case, I've been listening to this music and studying this music you know, since I was a kid. So I really know what to do in a situation like this. And without tooting my own horn, I think I'm uniquely qualified. And so are the other guys in this band with me. Uh, the other guys in the house band with me are Godfrey Townsend on guitar, Steve Murphy on drums, Manny Focarazzo on keyboards. Uh, there's a guitarist named Wayne Avers, who is Mickey Dolan's road guitarist, and he's going to be joining us for Mickey's set and for the Mark Lindsay set. And we're all fans and students and disciples of this era in popular music. So I think we're all going to have a lot of fun playing these songs and getting a chance to work with these artists and hang with these artists. And um, so in that respect, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, in terms of preparation, we have all received the original recordings of these songs. There's about 35 songs. It's like a two-hour show, and there's like 35 songs all together. Uh, some of the stuff I knew already. I was vaguely familiar with some of the Turtles things. Uh, the Monkey stuff I already knew cold. That was not an issue for me. Uh, I went back and checked out like some of the specific bass lines, but uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders, I didn't know any of their stuff. I knew who they were, and I knew that they uh, dressed up in the colonial outfits and stuff, but I didn't really know any of their songs uh, until I got, you know, the CD from Mark Lindsay with about half a dozen songs on there. And, uh, you know, I didn't know the songs, but I, I knew what they were made of, you know. Um, you know, all the bass parts are played with a pick, slightly overdriven, you know. Songs are mixed either in mono or they're in stereo with like super duper hard panning, you know, band on one side, uh, vocal and tambourine on the other, you know. Grassroots stuff I kind of recognized from the radio, but I had to shed those a little bit harder. And uh, I'm not going to be playing with the Buckinghams because they're bringing their bass player, Nick Fortuna. Uh, I'm going to be sharing an amp with him, though, so I should get to know him and. Uh, 
get on his good side. <laughs> but the other thing that I've done uh, in terms of preparation is um, my main base that I do about 95% of my playing on is a Spectre Rebop Deluxe 4-string. Uh, I still use 4-string. Uh, in 25 years of playing bass, I've not found the need for a 5 or a 6. Um, not against them. Not against people who play them. Uh, I just have not ever been in a situation where it was a requirement. Never had a band leader or a producer or anyone say to me, get a 5 or uh, you're out of here. So play four string i usually string them with the uh, rotosound round wounds uh the swing bass uh, 66s um but i've got rotosound flat wounds on there um the monel jazz flat wounds i think they're called i forget what the gauges are but um just for a little bit of extra authenticity we did a rehearsal with the full band a few days ago and i used them there uh, i had two gigs over the weekend where i used them and, man, uh, I, there's just, I mean, I'm sure I could come up with some technical terms to describe why they sound better uh, in terms of, you know, frequency range and different overtones that aren't there anymore. But I can just tell you that my bass has got way more booty now than it did before. I may actually keep flat wounds on permanently i may switch to flat ones uh, for everything you know i could i could definitely see it happening even though they're a little bit more expensive than the round ones um but they're flat ones so you can keep them on for you know six months at a time so who knows but anyway that's the deal with that i'm very excited uh to hit the stage playing the stuff that i dig with guys that i dig with artists that i admire so um I'll check back in again once we're fully checked into the hotel and uh, we're situated. Tomorrow is a full day of rehearsal with all of the artists, and then the following day, Thursday, is the first show. So it should be real interesting, and uh, I'll keep you posted throughout the tour as things progress. Over and out. We're going to check out a little John Montagna right now. This is off of his 2007 solo release from the EP Senza, entitled Nothing But Words. Outside Everything's been said All this air we take for granted we fill it up ourselves With our grandstanding And our glad handing And our nickels and dimes But don't explain and don't apologize And forget what you've heard Yeah, yeah, yeah Telling lies and trying to sympathize And it's nothing but words Yeah, yeah, yeah Now inside 
We're rolling in the bed Never mind those seeds we planted We're gonna need another shell Never good enough But tell me when are you ever gonna strut your stuff It's never good enough Never good enough Never good enough But tell me what makes you think they're gonna steal your stuff It's never good enough Never good enough Never good enough But tell me how are you ever gonna sell your stuff It's never good enough Never good enough, never good enough Tell me why don't you ever come and show Thursday was the first show of the Happy Together Tour. In a word, spectacular. Just spectacular. Um, first nights on the tour are always a little nerve-wracking. Uh, especially a show like this that's got so much material. I mean, what is it? It's 35, 39 songs, something like that. Yeah, a lot of material. A lot of material. Uh, last night, though, was the casino set. Uh, downbeat was 810. Curfew was 955. So we had to cram the Buckinghams, Mark Lindsay, the Grassroots, Mickey Dolans, and the Turtles into an hour and 45 minutes. Plus changeovers from one band to the next um, plus talking in between songs and we did it man we did it we came off the stage we got downstairs to the dressing rooms we kibitzed for a few minutes and Mark Volman from the Turtles showed me his watch he says check it out man 
957. So every once in a while, you get into a situation where you're playing in a casino where they make you do a really short show. Um, and it's not a union thing. It's basically God for friggin' bid. People are doing anything except throwing their money into the toilet in the casino. You know, they want you gambling. They don't want you sitting there being entertained. They want you taking your money and basically burning it in the slots and at the craps table and the blackjack table. Gambling is just something I've never understood. Uh, never found any sort of attraction to it. I just don't go out of my way to spend time in places that smell like cigarettes and are full of people hooked up to oxygen tanks. It, it's, I'm, not, I'm not a casino fan. A lot of times the music is secondary in the casino, and so you wind up having to cut the set length down. Uh, don't have too many of those on this run, I don't think. A lot of the shows are in theaters, a lot of sheds, you know, like the sort of outdoor venues that are partially covered, you know. Uh, we've got the Northern Lights Casino in Milwaukee. Um, and that's it, I think. Yeah. On this leg, which goes through June 6th, and we're home on June 7th, uh, this leg is all theaters. We've got the Fox Theater in St. Louis. We've got the Dodge Theater in Phoenix on Sunday. We have the Paramount Theater in Asbury Park. We have the Westbury Music Fair in New York. So that's where we'll get to do the full two-hour, two-hour and 15-minute show. And um, the, the vibe amongst the performers all seem to be very happy with us, with the house band. Uh, one by one, they've all basically said essentially the same thing. Wow, you guys are amazing. And wow, you guys are working hard. That's a lot of songs to learn. <laughs> Dusty Hanvey, who's the guitarist for the Grassroots, uh, said to me at one point when he was walking out for his for their sound check, he just walks up to me and goes, Boy, am I glad you're young. <laughs> Uh, I'm 38 years old. I was born in 1972. And in 1986, when I was 14, uh, I started high school. Uh, I got accepted to music and art in New York City. And it was a big deal for a Brooklyn boy to get accepted to the fame school and to be able to take the subway into Manhattan every day. Uh, and at that time, I was discovering a lot of the music that I still love to this day. Uh, there was the classic English rock. Um, I was playing The Who live at Leeds pretty nonstop that summer. Led Zeppelin 2, Led Zeppelin 4, uh, the Yes album. Uh, but my other sort of musical fetish was the sort of mid-60s AM gold music. Uh, monkeys, Turtles, The Zombies. And I tended to fixate on individual songs. A lot of the bands that were sort of one-hit wonders, 
uh, Time Won't Let Me by The Outsiders, Lies by The Knickerbockers, uh, Friday on My Mind by The Easy Beats, and uh, usually what would happen was Music and Art is on Amsterdam Avenue and 66th Street, and one block away on 66th and Broadway was Tower Records, and in those days... I would listen to CBS FM and I would hear a song like Friday on My Mind by the Easy Beats or She's Not There by the Zombies. And the next day, I would go to Tower and walk to the back of the store on the first floor where they had, believe it or not, 45s. There was a whole section of 45s. They still had 45 RPM singles, folks. Uh, in 1986, 1987. And 99 times out of 100, I would find the song I was looking for. By then, the songs were being re-released on labels that specialized in reissues. Uh, and I was talking to Wayne Avers, the guitarist, last night. Wayne is Mickey Dolenz's uh, touring guitarist, and he plays with us on Mickey's set and on Mark Lindsay's set for the Paul Revere and the Raiders stuff, which is awesome, just having two guitars going uh, sweet. But in any case, I was talking to Wayne about this, and he reminded me that this time period that I'm talking about, 1986, 1987, was when the first wave of 60s nostalgia was happening. So it was not unusual for me to catch the 60s bug and uh but i just tended to fixate on like the sunny mid 60s pop music so uh, last night's show is very much what one of my mixtapes would have sounded like (laughs) when i was walking around in the sheep meadow in central park with my walkman it was really cool to be on stage and putting out that vibe to people. Ah, coffee from Starbucks in the casino. And before I forget, I just want to say, for the record, all of these artists are above the age of 60, and they still got it in terms of like energy for performing on stage they all still got it mickey dolan's is 65 years old and i'm like struggling to keep up with him energy wise mark volman and howard kalen hit the stage like a bomb last night um mark Lindsay, i mean like it, it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and it's inspiring to see guys who are, you know, 60 years old plus getting out on stage and just kicking it, man. Uh, so for anyone who's wondering, like, well, can those guys still sing? I don't know. Yes, they can. I mean, what are the, what are these guys doing? Are they, did they, did they find the fountain of youth? Are they, are they taking vitamins? Uh, I mean, what are they doing? I don't know. You know, I'm 38 years old, and there's nights where I go, well, I don't know if I got the strength to hold the bass for an hour. It's very inspiring. You know what I mean? So, there's that. And I think that's it. I think that's it for now. Um, 
we fly to Phoenix and we have a day off and I'll let you know what happens after the second show that's going to be the full length show looking forward to that successful tour so far over and out 12 o'clock and the sun is up shining down through the window and into my head tells me to get out of bed I wake up and the world is already doing its business and making its plans and I got this time on my hands what can I do with myself till the night when the moon is out shining its light on the songs that I sing oh six o'clock and I tear down the highway off to a party that's fit for a king the people are ready to swing into the ground I laugh myself into the ground I laugh myself into the ground I laugh myself into the ground Okay It is Friday, May 28th 12.24pm This is John Montagna with Road Diary number three from the Happy Together Tour. I've just put on a uh, a pot of D'Amico's coffee from Brooklyn in the front lounge of the bus. This comes to you from the back lounge of the bus. We hooked up with our tour bus, uh, I think, three nights ago. When was it? Tuesday night after the show in Omaha, Nebraska at the Orpheum Theater is where we got on our big old rock and roll sleeper tour bus. Um, Lounge at the front with a little sort of banquette type of uh, seat thing. Um, TV, DVD player, satellite TV and a small little kitchen type thing, a little faucet, uh, two refrigerators with industrial magnets keeping them closed so they don't swing open in the middle of the night, Uh, and a coffee maker. So uh, I get to put on a fresh pot of D'Amico's every morning. Uh, That's my only concession to uh, Rockstar Excess uh, is bringing on my own coffee. And then there's a lounge at the back that's a little bit smaller, uh, separate TV, uh, DVD player, etc., etc. In between the two lounges are, I think there's 12 bunks. You pull the curtain shut, and between the pitch black and the of the road and the, the gentle rocking motion, you go right to sleep. I've claimed one of the bottom bunks and 
I used to sleep better on tour buses. For some reason, uh, on this one, I'm not sleeping quite as good as I used to, but uh, the advantage of a tour bus is that you get to the venue pretty much, you know, first thing in the morning. You know, you finish the show, get on the bus, drive through the night, you wake up and you're at the next venue. So you've got several hours of downtime that you can just go and take a nap if you need to. Um, like I said, it's about 25 after 12. We are parked outside the PNC Pavilion in Cincinnati. It's been about four days since I did any uh, road diarying, so I thought it was, you know, time for me to catch up. I think the last one was from, uh, was it from Phoenix? Was it from Omaha? I don't remember, to be honest. Um, Phoenix, I think. We've done five shows so far, and... uh, They've been pretty rocking. Last night was a little, I don't know, slightly off for me. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, it was a casino show in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, the casino dates, like I've mentioned before, they always have to be a little bit shorter. And we have to, like, race through the set as if we're double parked outside. And uh, it's difficult to... I mean, again, I don't know about anybody else. Just for me, having that sort of cut-off time hovering over me, it's difficult to uh, settle into the groove. That's something I need to work on, I know. But, uh, you know, so we had to cut a few songs, and the breaks between the artists were much shorter, uh, if there were any at all. We, we finished Mickey Dolan's set. We went right into the Turtles. And, you know, so it was a little like that. Uh, I also had a technical issue with one of my pedals. Uh, the input jack on my Sansamp bass driver was uh, crackling and uh, cutting my signal out, uh, which is not good. But it sounds like a superficial problem that we're going to be able to fix pretty quickly. But the other thing I should mention is that we are in the middle, I think smack dab in the middle of seven in a row, seven consecutive nights of play the show, get on the bus, drive, wake up the next morning, you're at the venue, play the show, get on the bus, drive. And I'm not complaining about it because we're all pros, the band, the crew, the artists, all of us are, uh, we've all been doing this long enough that we know how to handle seven in a row. But it is something that you notice, and you kind of raise your eyebrow a little bit. You go, ah, okay. So our next day off is in, um, let's see here. We play Sylvania, Ohio on Monday. And uh, we play Wallingford, Connecticut on Wednesday. So Tuesday, I guess, will consist of the drive to Connecticut. And then we'll have a night off, I guess, in uh, Wallingford. I'm not sure what that is, actually. Um, it could be a bustling metropolis. Uh, it could be a tiny little town with nothing in it. Not really sure. But we shall see. We're at the point now where it's beginning to really feel like a tour. You know, the first couple of days uh, always feels like uh, the first couple of days. 
you know, everyone's still kind of getting to know each other and getting accustomed to the material and uh, the songs and, you know, this section does that and this part happens here and da-da-da-da. Um, now that we've got five shows under our belt, we know the exact sequence of events. We can say, okay, we're going to cut this song and that song. And, you know, all right. And everyone knows, you know, exactly what to do. Um, and everyone's getting along and having a good time with each other. Who's walking in? It's Godfrey. What's up, Godfrey? You don't have to whisper. It's okay. I just want to get my... There's Godfrey Townsend, our guitarist, coming in the back lounge to get his phone charger. What was I talking about? Yeah, the band is really uh, playing the the uh, the arse off of these songs, and all the artists seem to be pleased with us, uh, which is all you can ask for. Uh, last night in Milwaukee, like I said, it was a casino, and a very small venue, and an even smaller dressing room uh, all the venues up until now have had like separate dressing rooms for all the artists and maybe one big common area uh, this was one big common area and nothing else so all the artists were kind of hanging out in this one big room together and there was a flat screen TV on the wall with Pal Joey the Frank Sinatra movie playing and everyone's kind of watching it and checking it out whatever so Frank goes into Lady is a Tramp and Howard Kalin from the Turtles grabs a remote, goes, oh, yeah, and cranks up the volume. And there was just this moment where Howard, uh, Mark from the Turtles, Mark Lindsay, uh, Carl and Nick from the Buckinghams, all of us kind of just stopped and turned to the TV and just gazed in awe and admiration at Frank singing Lady is a Tramp. And just to watch... You know, Nick from the Buckinghams and Howard from the Turtles talking about like, oh, that guy had the best phrasing ever. Oh, my God. You know, it's really interesting uh, to see how Sinatra spans the generations, uh, you know, from Howard and Nick up to me. You know, like all of us just stopped and we're like, yeah, Sinatra. Yeah, man. It was very cool. Very cool little moment there. Um and that's basically it for this one, I think. Uh, the DVD player has been replaced in the front lounge. It worked perfectly the first night we were on the bus. Uh, we watched some honeymooners and had some big laughs. And then the following morning, uh, it wouldn't turn on. And we didn't know what the problem was. A fuse blew inside or something. I don't know what happened. But Joe, our driver, managed to get to, I don't know, Target or something. And uh, get a new one. So now we can watch our DVDs. Uh, instead of uh, satellite TV that has a tendency to cut in and out while you're traveling. I know it's rough. So I think that's basically it. Um, I'll check back in in another couple of days. We've got a day off coming up on Tuesday, I think it is. Yeah, there's a long drive from Ohio to Connecticut. Um, And there'll probably be a day off in Connecticut, like I said. So I'll check in again then. And uh, so I'll check in again then. But uh, basically, we're just steaming along here and having a good time playing some great music and uh, some good hang. 
good times, good things. Road Diary number three, over and out. Drink that coffee down. Gotta drink it all down. Drink that coffee down in the morning. Drink that coffee down. Gotta drink it all down. Drink that coffee down in the morning. Sunrise upon my face. I awake from my dreaming place to a pot of water whistling on the burner. Sweet liquor, so sweet that we don't take sugar. Anytime we sip the joe together, drink that coffee down. Gotta drink it all down. Drink that coffee down in the morning. Drink that coffee down. Gotta drink it all down. Drink that coffee down in the morning. Okay. It's about 5.30 in the morning on Saturday, June 12th. I'm in LaGuardia Airport at the gate for a Delta Airlines flight. We're doing a one-off for the Happy Together Tour in Saboba, California. So we're flying into Palm Springs with a stopover in Salt Lake City. And going to pick up a -a rent-a-car and drive from Palm Springs to Hemet, California, which is out in the desert near Palm Springs, I guess. I probably look kind of strange sitting in the gate, uh, transit lounge, whatever they call it, of the airport, talking into a mic, but I don't care. Mm. I don't look nearly as strange as someone, you know, asleep with their mouth open, there are some mornings when you travel that just make you think that everything is always going to go your way. You know, everyone's courteous and smiling and everything goes by smoothly. Everyone that you meet has, uh, you know, that sort of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed look on their face. This was not one of those mornings. Everyone that I've encountered today is a complete idiot. Um, but I know it's not them, it's me. I'm just tired and grumpy. Got up a little bit too early this morning. I was up too late packing last night is what what the truth is. I apologize if I'm just a little bit grumpy. It's early. And, uh, you know, when I'm this tired and grumpy, everyone is an idiot to me. Everyone's a fucking moron. But yeah, we're flying to Palm Springs. We're doing a happy together one-off. And uh, it's interesting, the uh, Happy Together machine is now a well-oiled machine. We go in, we hit it, we quit it, we get out. We've got the set down pat to a science. Um, The band is sort of, you know, galvanized with the material and with the artistes. And uh, the artistes are very happy with us. Um, I mean, the four of us have been playing together in one form or another for seven years. And it's rare to have a band that stays together that long these days. (laughs) So the four of us have a really good chemistry together. And we're doing our thing really effectively, just fitting in with each other. We also figured out the secret to making this music sound authentic. Uh, 
is uh, the vocals. I mean, that's our secret weapon. It's the fact that not only do all four of us sing, and we sing in tune, and we're good with harmonies, but we sing with the phrasing of the old records. Kicks just keep getting harder to find. You know? All of those singers on those records tended to imitate either Mick Jagger or Lennon and McCartney. It was either like like a like a like an imitation R and B kind of rara jara rara, you know, or it was like a ow sort of like a English accent sort of thing, you know. Pleasant Valley Sunday, you know. So we all do that, and it makes the vocals really pop and sound more authentic than guys just sort of like learning the parts as another pleasant valley Sunday. You can't do that. You got another pleasant valley Sunday. You know, I'm trying to do that quietly in the airports. People don't look at me strange, but fuck them. Yeah, so the last gig we did with Happy Together was in Big Flats, New York, which is upstate. The night before that, we were in Westbury in Long Island, Westbury Music Fair. Uh, it's now called something else The Capital One Theater at Westbury This is a trend that I'm noticing too All these venues that have been around for You know, a hundred years uh, That used to have uh, different names That eventually get bought out By some sort of a corporation So they changed the name of it You know, Garden State Arts Center Became the PNC Bank Arts Center But everyone still calls it the Garden State Arts Center Hey Manny No, it's not <laughs> Being joined. It's the John. It, it, well, now it is the John Montagna Morning Show because it's the morning. I'm being joined by Manny Focarazzo, who's our keyboard player. I was just talking about how kind of grumpy I am because it's early in the morning, and I just kept like running into stupid people and and uh, all that. But it just has more to do with me being tired than everyone actually being stupid. I find that happens to you, like when you that tired, like everyone you see is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't sleep last night. No, me either. I I slept for about three hours. I was up until midnight packing and repacking. I thought you for mean sh- unpacking. Un- I was unpacking. Yeah. I mean, from my big bag to my little bag. Yeah. Yeah. Is this everything for you, or did you have to check something? In? I checked. I checked a bag. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing the famous purple jacket. Oh. Uh, but to loan it to Murphy because Murphy's going to use it for the uh, the father-daughter dance he's doing like a father-daughter dance with Madeline and uh, I guess it's a thing at where at the Casino? no at the no at home <laughs> next week <laughs> no not at the gig oh. no they're doing some sort of a father-daughter dance and the dads have to dress up like famous rock stars oh, right. and go. apparently he saw the purple jacket and thought well you know, I, he, could, he could dress up like Ozzy in this thing so I'm bringing it mainly to loan it to him but I looked at the weather report and apparently it's going to go down to like 60 degrees uh, at night. Where we are? Where we are. Where, yeah, in Palm Springs. And the, the gig is an outdoor venue. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's going to be. It might be similar to Big Flats. It's a free show, according to the website, the casino. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be similar to like the Harrah's in uh, Council Bluffs, where we did the symphony gig with Parsons. Yeah. 
so I may need the jacket to wear on stage. Right, right, right. You know, not making the mistake I made in Big Flats of sending all my warm clothes home yeah, <laughs> with chill, right, and, the then like, and then like, and then and then like, and then we get there. It's the coldest gig of the whole tour, and it's and it's just rain, so that makes it even colder. So I'm like putting on layers of t-shirts <laughs> and and jumping around a lot, trying to work up a sweat. gig before Westbury Music Fair was in Asbury Park at the Paramount Theater, which is being newly refurbished, because I think they're revitalizing the Asbury Park area. Not unlike what they're doing at Coney Island, I think. So I got the whole, like, Springsteen, Southside Johnny, Stone Pony vibe there. But the night before that was a night off in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, the neighboring town. And we're staying at a Holiday Inn with a night off, nothing to do, nowhere to go. And Steve Murphy, our drummer, had his truck with him. He lives in Jersey. His girlfriend, Tony, drove up with the truck. And uh, long story short, they let me borrow the truck to drive into New York. I drove to Brooklyn 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it was. And I kind of snuck in a night at home uh, with my wife and my daughter. So that was cool, making the escape from Jersey like Springsteen. It was like a Springsteen song. You know, busting out of Jersey through the tunnel. Uh, actually, no, not through the tunnel, over the Verrazano Bridge through Staten Island into Brooklyn uh, for just you know, a quick night at home. Uh, saw my daughter in the morning and then headed back into Jersey uh, to do the Asbury Park gig. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at in the tour. Uh, got a about five days home, right? When did we get home? Monday? We got home Monday, yeah. And the week went by faster than, uh, as fast or faster than any other week in my life. Right, I think. yeah. Actually, I feel like Murphy dropped us off like a month ago. Right. And yet, <laughs> I, I, I've accomplished nothing between then and right I, now. I know, I know. I thought, hey, I got five full days except, home. I'm going to get home. I enjoyed, I enjoyed just being home, but that was about it. Right. No, I didn't. didn't. Uh, two nights ago, I sat on my porch and drank a bottle of sangria. A bottle of sangria, and it was cold. Yeah, so I was wearing a coat and a hat. <laughs> I just sat on the porch and drank, and that was that was homecoming. For well, me. yeah, it was. It really wasn't long enough to settle in. Yeah, right. I didn't you know really what I mean? Settle into anything, right? I settled into a bottle of sangria. Exactly. On a cold, on a cold night. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. I mean. We did. We did, we drove down from Big Flats, three hours. The tour bus pulls up in front of Murphy's house, dropped us off at like three, four o'clock in the morning. We all spent the night at Murphy's house. Woke up the next morning, had breakfast, and then Murphy graciously drove us all home. You know, he had nothing to do that day. He drove us from Jersey. Uh, he drove you right to your door, I guess, like he did with me. Dropped me right to my door. I mean, I didn't make him take me to uh, Massapequa, where my car was. Yeah. I made him take me to my other brother's house. Okay. My car wasn't. Okay. But it was close enough to home. It was close I enough. I wanted him to make a U-turn real quick and try to get back and pick up his kids, you know. Right. Which I, I 
I don't think he was able to do, actually. Uh, I hope I didn't have anything to do with that. No, it was the whole... Just the whole thing. Well, I mean, thing, he, so. I mean, he offered to, to drive us all home. Uh, he, would have, he would have taken me to Montauk Point, probably, right. at that point. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how nice he was. But, right. Uh, no, I made him take me to the, the least closest place. Right. I just spent the day there until my brother came home from work, and then he drove me to my other brother's house, and I got my car. Okay. And, um... That was definitely good. Getting into my car was a good feeling. I know, yeah. we, I know we've talked about that before. Like the first thing that, that you want to do when you get home from any kind of tour is drive your own car. Yeah, that was cool. You know, to be sort of in the, literally in the driver's seat, but also like in control of where you're going. Oh, yeah. And what route you take, how fast you're going. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a sen- there's that sense of control that you sort of sacrifice when you're on the road because you're getting in in and out of vehicles all the time. You know, deciding when you eat, what you eat, where you eat. <laughs> you know, it was so nice to to make a pot of coffee and a, and a and a bowl of granola and yogurt. My first morning back, it really does it does feel like that happened a month ago, but. It, you know, it wasn't really long enough to. You know, I didn't, I didn't do any songwriting. Did some emails, did some phone calls, but basically uh, ran some errands. That was basically it. Didn't unpack. Didn't touch my bass all week. The bass did not leave its case. Uh, I unpacked the laptop, and that was it. And I did laundry. I did a load of laundry. I took my suitcase down to the laundry room. And just emptied it out into the machine. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to do any laundry. Yeah. I had a, a full suitcase, some police, whatever, full of yeah. clean clothes from, from the last venue we were at that had laundry facilities. Yeah. I was all ready to go, so I basically unpacked. Okay. This trip you just unpacked from and a big bag to a small to a bag. small bag. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, you know, you'd think by now. I mean, we've been we've been going on the road like this since like 2003. You'd think I'd have this down already to a to a science. I still can't seem to predict what I'm going to need. Every time we go out, I find myself unprepared in one form or another. Uh, like there'll be a travel day and then a night off and. The night off, we all go to dinner, and like everything I have is already is already sweaty and and grungy, and I need like a nice shirt to wear to dinner. So now I'm trying to like anticipate, you know, geez, well we've got we're gonna have a night off Saturday. Are we gonna go out to dinner? I should have a nice shirt. Um, I can get about six hours out of a t-shirt before I have to change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I probably overpacked again, but well, I brought about forty pairs of underwear <laughs> for three days. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. You know, you got to be prepared. Somebody might need a pair of underwear. You know, well, not all for me, R- right? <laughs> Yeah, there's two things I realized last night while as I was packing at like 11:30, as I was like organizing and reorganizing and re-reorganizing all my stuff. I had two realizations. 
number one, if I'm holding an object, trying to decide, you know, do I need to bring this or not? If I have to create the scenario in which this would be needed, you don't have to bring it. Then I don't have to bring it. If I'm holding like the, you know the the pocket flashlight that goes on the keychain, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, well, what if the power goes out and we have to get on stage and and you know someone needs the flashlight? I would hate to not be able to hand it to them. If I have to invent the scenario like that, then I don't need it. We needed that once. We needed. We did need that once, though, in St. Louis. I want to say that. Yeah, the Fox Theater. The power went. There was a major <coughs> rainstorm, and the power went out and was restored about 20 minutes before the downbeat. The other thing I realized is that as long as I have my base, my wallet, my phone. And a pair of pants, I can pretty much go anywhere and do, and, and do the, you know, get the job done. You know, those four things, as long as I have those four things, I'm good to go. Everything else is sort of superficial, you know. So the next road diary, I think, is going to have to be after the gig. Maybe on the flight home. Everything here is battery powered. The MacBook can run on the battery. The M-Box that I got the mic plugged into is USB powered and it generates phantom power for the mic so maybe like on the plane coming home I'll talk to Godfrey get his take on stuff so I'll be here yeah I'm not going anywhere you want it? no I'm good I, I'm, I got Starbucks I'm good thank you so so I think we're good to go on uh, road updates here road diary number four is this number four I think it's number four. We'll call it number four. Over and out. If I buy you a ticket to a sunrise, be sure to arrive at dawn. The event moves faster than you realize, and the moment too soon is. I can't see all the love in your eyes In this strange new room all alone So I'll buy you a ticket to a sunrise Until I have my ticket home Until I have my ticket home Until I have my ticket home Okay, it's Monday, June 28th And I'm here at home in Brooklyn, New York Just after 9am My daughter Francesca slept late this morning she just woke up a little while ago, and we're having breakfast together. Francesca, say hello. Hello. <laughs> you want some raisins? Okay. Yeah. So the first leg of the Happy Together tour ended about, I'd say, two weeks ago um, with a one-off in San Jacinto, California. Can you have 
Yes, you can. What do you say? Thank you. You're welcome, sweetness girl. So I've been home about two weeks. And the next leg of Happy Together doesn't start until July 20th. So I will be home just about another month before I head out again. And um, glad to be home as well. Not that I'm not enjoying the tour. I'm loving the tour. Love the band. Love the crew. Love all the artists. Audiences have been spectacular. Love the music. Uh, and I enjoy traveling as well. But uh, I, I'm at a point in my life where... How do I explain this? I, hello. I, hello. I tend to miss New York hello. more. Hello. I tend to miss New York more these days when I leave than I used to. Uh, maybe as I get older, I'm 38. Maybe as I get older, I need to feed off of the energy of New York more than uh, than I used to. I'm not really sure what it is, but uh, this particular trip, I was really looking forward to uh, getting home and being on my streets again. Obviously looking forward to getting home to my family, seeing my wife, seeing my daughter. But uh, you know what I think brought this on? When we did the gig in San Jacinto, it was a one-off. We'd been home for like five days. We played upstate New York, went home for five days, and then the San Jacinto gig was sort of a one-off over a a weekend. And it was the same weekend as my 20-year high school reunion. Uh, So I had to miss the reunion to do this gig, which I sort of justified in my head. You know, when I was in high school, I went to Music and Art High School in the city, you know, the fame school. LaGuardia, as it's now known, the Fiorello H. LaGuardia High School of Music and Art and Performing Arts. And, uh, you know, when I was in high school, my dream was to be a professional musician, and here I am doing that. So I was able to justify in my head missing the reunion to go off and do a gig. But that really didn't make it any easier to, to miss. I mean, I mean, everybody looks good. Man, do I have a good-looking graduating class. <laughs> All the ladies look spectacular. All the guys look spectacular. Everyone's in good shape, dressed nice, taking care of themselves, obviously. And we're all doing what we set out to do in this business, you know, actors, dancers, singers, musicians. And uh, I'm looking at these pictures on Facebook of everybody gathered around the piano and having a sing-along and laughing and smiling and drinking and singing and, and gallivanting up and down the streets, uh, up and down Amsterdam Avenue. And I'm sitting in a Hampton Inn in Hemet, California, a city where there's no sidewalks. And uh, I just felt this visceral need to be back in New York, which I've felt in the past, like, man, I got to get back home to New York. But there was just something deeper about it this time that I can't quite explain just yet. You know what I mean, sweetness? <laughs> Francesca's a native New Yorker. She'll understand when she gets a little older. So as soon as I got home from that gig, I made a decision to really savor my time in New York 
And the following weekend, my wife and I went out and heard some jazz. Going to make it down to Coney Island at least once this summer. We're actually doing a Happy Together gig at Coney Island, July 22nd uh, at Seaside Park as part of the Summertime Concert Series. It was run by our beloved borough president, Marty Markowitz, right here in Brooklyn. Junior's Cheesecake. Hello, Brooklyn. Marty Markowitz was a state senator for many years from Brooklyn. Did a lot of work on behalf of like tenants' rights and stuff. He's now a borough president. I believe he's in his third term. And Marty Markowitz is uh, the biggest cheerleader that Brooklyn has ever had. The man has a Brooklyn fetish. Uh, you know, you get him talking, it's like almost like a Tourette's. That's right, Brooklyn! We have the wonderful Coney Island. Junior's Cheesecake, Flatbush Avenue, right here in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So that'll be fun to do. You want to come out? Yeah. Want to come out of high chair? Hmm. We're very happy that my little girl's hives have cleared up. She had an allergic reaction to something. I'm not sure what it is. I think it was the new brand of sunscreen. 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 My wife was shopping at Whole Foods for sunscreen, and one of these crunchy granola uh, super moms from Tribeca comes up and says, you know, that brand is toxic. There's a website you can go to that has all the safety ratings for all of the all-natural sunscreens. So my wife, being the good mom that she is, goes on the website, finds some all-natural brand of sunscreen, orders it. Puts it on my daughter. Fast forward to, you know, five days of hives all over her skin and uh, trying to give her Benadryl and cortisone cream and all this jazz. So um, crunchy granola super moms out there, all you professional parents out there that think you're doing people a favor by uh, offering unsolicited advice, uh, I have a request, and that is for you to keep your mouths shut we don't need your inside information about websites. Websites. That's correct. And I cleaned that up. Websites. Can you say can you say music life radio? Music life radio. Music life radio. Can you say music life radio? Music life radio. <laughs> So that's a glimpse into what my routine is at home. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a little lady to attend to. And thank you, and good night. Thanks again to John Montagna for those excellent road diaries. We'll be featuring another episode with John, uh, which we will actually do an interview with him. For more John Montagna, check out his website, johnmontagna.com. That's J-O-H-N-M-O-N-T-A-G-N-A dot com. John's got lots of great content on his website. You can, of course, buy some of his albums from iTunes or CD Baby and other sources right on his website. He's also got some video blogs that he's done um, while he was on tour with Alan Parsons, for example, and some of his other projects. So go check it out. It's excellent. 
We're going to leave you today with a song from John's 2006 418 band uh, release, Pleasant Tension. This is the Internet Song. Internet, I'm going on the internet. I'm gonna sit on my fat fucking ass all day. Gonna sit on my fat fucking ass all day. I'm gonna sit on my fat fucking ass all day. Gonna sit on my fat fucking ass all day. On the internet, log on. Internet, log on. of naked women off the internet one two and four one and one two and four one and now to register you must create a username and a password with at least five characters so you can sit on your fat fucking ass all day on my fat fucking ass all day. Sit on my fat fucking ass. I wanna buy stuff, learn things, read it, download. Buy stuff, learn things, read it, download. Buy stuff, learn things, read it, of girls wearing high heel shoes and a smile on their face and nothing else.
then she just got a webcam. <laughs> Click here for instant access. So you can sit on your fat fucking ass all day. Gonna sit on my fat fucking ass all day. Gonna sit on your fat fucking ass all day. Gonna sit on my fat fucking ass all day. I wanna buy stuff, learn things, read it, download. Buy stuff, learn things, read it, download. Buy stuff, learn things, read it, Thanks again for checking out Music Life Radio, or as some of our younger listeners like to call it, Music Life Radio.